Welcome to another episode of This Engineering Life, the undergraduate series. I'm Becky Simmons, an associate professor of the practice of mechanical engineering and material science at Duke University. I'm joined with Raina, Richard, Sydney, and Priya, undergraduate engineering students also at Duke University. This is our last episode of this season, and it's all about school spirit. What does it mean to be a Duke engineering undergraduate and have school spirit? Listen now. Thank you for joining us. All right, hello everyone. So this is the start of our countdown segment and I'm gonna be interviewing different groups of Duke students, specifically engineers, who have had experiences in our countdown line this year. So first up is Maya and Morgan and I will let them introduce themselves. Hi everyone, I'm Maya Bokhari. I'm a junior from the Boston area, majoring in biomedical engineering. And I just became a line monitor this year. So I'm super excited to share my school spirit with you all. And I'm Morgan, pretty similar, junior majoring in biomedical engineering. I'm from Potomac, Maryland, um, and I also just became a line monitor this year, but I love Duke basketball, so super excited to continue working with that. Awesome. Yeah, Maya and Morgan are probably two of the biggest basketball fans that I know. I attended with them last year, and they are, they know everything. They're all in it, so them being line monitors makes perfect sense. But for this first year, as you guys being line monitors, can you tell us a little bit about what the time commitment is like, especially in your like junior BME is usually like a very intense year. So what has that been like? I think so far it's been pretty similar to the tenting experience, except we really know ahead of time what our schedule is going to be. The stress is placed differently. I don't know if Morgan agrees with that, but it's more stressful once you're there as opposed to when you're sitting back wondering who's going to be in Kville. You know somebody's already there and you know you're not worried about missing a check. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I think there is kind of this view that line monitors just come to Kville to do checks and then leave. But there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes that I think people don't see as much. So I agree with Maya, it is pretty similar in time commitments, but it is also nice knowing a little bit more what my schedule is going to look like and also not having to sit in Kville for all of that time commitment. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Amazing. So can you tell us a little bit what it was like with this first countdown? I know a lot of the freshmen were out there very early. So how, when did you guys have to be out there and just what was it like kind of managing all of that? So we started our line at 7 p.m. the night before with an online form. And as soon as the form opened, we had probably over 100 um, groups register pretty much instantly. So like right at seven on the dot, um, almost like a class registration, like everyone was just clicking as fast as they could. So depending on the line monitors, some did checks overnight. Um, so I'm, we have to um, serve some shifts in Kville the day of the game. We usually um, split the shifts up so that everyone's there for like a quarter of the day. Um, and then the real work really began when we got inside countdown. And I would really describe it as like a trial by fire because it was our first game that we worked. And it has definitely been the most crowded game this entire season. There were, I think, more people who registered for that game than who can actually come to, come to the UNC game. So it was very, very intense. Wow. How'd you fit all those people in there then? We're both on squish duty. So we're the ones <laughs> who go through. Um, we're the ones who go through the bleachers where everyone's trying to get squished in. And unfortunately, we're the ones making you stand as close to the people around you as possible. 
really getting people to cooperate is a challenge in itself, but also getting them to get way beyond their comfort zone with those right next to them. You really only get use of one arm when you're standing in there with the Carolina level squish. So that's how we're getting everybody in there. But it's a it's a great level of responsibility where, you know, the people who are already in there are a little frustrated that they have to get that close together. But you're also keeping in mind the people who are still outside and like, yeah, these people are going to be uncomfortable inside. But there are people who are questioning whether or not they're even going to get into the stadium. So it's really meaningful when, when everybody's able to get in there. Did you have to turn people away for Countdown at all? Luckily, no. There were a very small number of people that we did have to fit behind the grad students, but that was, I would say, only a couple groups, and we fit almost everyone into the student section, which was super exciting. And I think that's pretty much how it's been for every game this year and the past year. Everyone usually gets in, so that has been super nice to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you can see a picture of Maya and Morgan's countdown fits on our website at thisengineeringlife.com. But before I let them go, I'll end with one more question. So what are you guys most looking forward to this Duke basketball season? I'm always looking forward to the Carolina game. I think the rivalry is something incredibly special that the whole country gets to witness with great passion. And the tenting season leading up to it really builds the excitement for the whole school and really the whole country. The tents are always on ESPN. So <laughs> if you can see that, you know how excited we all get and how excited particularly the line monitors are going to get we're really working hard and so are the tenters so that level of passion is something that fuels the entire season for me i have a very similar answer i i'm just excited for the whole tenting season i think it just has such like a different energy around campus and obviously on the day of the game everyone just seems super unified and like super spirited all their duke gear and just like very friendly like everyone it's just a very united feeling. So I think that obviously is one of my favorite days on campus, just looking forward to the game. And even last year, like no matter what the outcome of the game is, still such amazing memories just from the entire tenting season and especially the day of the game. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being here with me and we will see you at future basketball games. Okay, next up, I am here with Lauren and Danny, who are two freshmen who are very, very early to the countdown line this year. So I'll have them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Danny. Hi, I'm Lauren. And can you tell us, obviously your freshman, but your majors and where you're from? I'm Danny, and I'm going to be a mechanical engineer, and I'm from New York. I'm biomedical engineering, and I'm from Palm Beach, Florida. Awesome. So the countdown line opened at 7 this year, correct? What time did you guys get there? We got there at, like, I would say around 9, so like two hours late. And then just what was, like, your overall experience, like, waiting in line, um, kind of getting your group together? Highlights, low light. I'll start off with kind of once we got there, the experience. Lauren can go into detail about how she got planning because she was a really big part of that. I would say the biggest part of that. But once we got there, in the beginning of the night, temperature was not really an issue. Like it was pretty nice out and spirits were really high. All the freshmen, it was mainly freshmen. And I think a lot of them were just excited to be in Kayville, see what it was all about. We got there, we put down our stuff, we had brought sleeping bags and mattresses and blankets and school s snacks and school stuff. And we put that all down. And then we did a lot of mingling, like we would go around to other groups, talk to them, see how their experience is going. And throughout the night, we just had a lot of fun. We talked, we danced, did some crazy things. But it was a really good time for sure. Yeah, so like I did the planning for our group and we have like a pretty decent sized group. I think like, what, 12, 13 people. 
It was very overwhelming, like I would say, because everyone has like similar schedules, especially since a lot of our friends are in Pratt together. So like we had to find like a group, another group that was not. So we were kind of like relying on like certain people because we had class all day, like literally like all day. But I mean, I don't know. It was kind of fun organizing people. It was a little bit stressful, but you know, it was all part of the experience, I feel like. But for me, I was freezing the entire time because I'm not used to that. And I was not like dressed perfectly. So that was uh, it was a little rough, I would say. Yeah, I agree. At the beginning of the night was fine. It was fine. It was fun. Yeah. 2 a.m. hit. Everybody was kind of asleep in their spots. And just like the cold was it was pretty unbearable. Wet out. Yeah. Like the grass was wet. And I everything that I was sleeping on was was wet. wet. And then like. It was wet and then it was cold enough that it all frosted over. So I woke up with like ice. We woke up with like ice on our backpacks and like I was freezing. Like my toes were red. Yeah. It was, it was scary. I think a lot of us were sleeping and being like, am I going to like die of hypothermia in Cape? Like, is, 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 am I going to be the first person needed need to get like EMS out of Cape? For me, like, I honestly slept like five hours straight. I don't know how. I cannot like, I, stra- I slept straight through it. But like, when I woke up, it was like, honestly, like one of the worst feelings ever because it was like the coldest night it ever been. And like, I've never been outside and like that cold for that long. But, you know, yeah, you are from Florida, so that is a little rough. Do you think overall it was worth it getting there that early then? To be honest, I would say no. I think I'm glad that I did it. I have great stories, hence this whole conversation. I think the actual event of Countdown itself was a little disappointing. Like, I would much rather wait in those conditions for an actual game. I think it's definitely a freshman experience and and everybody should do it, but I would say I would never do it again. Yeah, I would agree with that. I like don't regret it. It's just it was a little bit frustrating, especially I think when we got to our seats. It was just a little bit disappointing because like the scrimmage was just like straight up not worth it. But I don't like regret doing it because it was fun and we were with all of our friends. I would just like like next year I'm definitely not going to sleep there. Agreed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's very fair. So after this whole experience being out in the cold very late at night, do you think you're going to tent this year? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we we've thought about this a lot. We're gonna come more prepared. We're this gonna time. be prepared. Like it was honestly like a learning experience. I feel like it was like a practice run. We know now. We know now. Yeah. One of our friends actually brought bought like our whole friend group when her mom came down, hats and gloves. Yeah. For, we're for, gonna be matching. Yeah, we're all gonna be matching for our future tenting experience. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. All right. Well, thank you girls very much for talking about your downtown experience. You can see the picture of them and their group on our website, thisengineeringlife.com, when they also got to meet Coach Shire. So you'll see that picture. All right. Thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. It is Becky again, and I am here with Eliana. And before we get into school spirit and how you're involved in school spirit and all those fun things, can you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you grew up, what year you are, what major, and maybe your favorite thing at Duke so far. Yeah, my name's Eliana. I'm from Falls Church, Virginia, kind of. I grew up moving around a lot, so this is the most recent location. My major, I'm a mechanical engineer with a math minor, and I'm a sophomore. And then something, I think my favorite thing on campus so far is been getting involved in like tenting and basketball, which is something that I didn't expect coming into school, but it's something I've really gotten into. So, yeah. 
It's hard not to get into basketball here. It doesn't matter what what you're studying, what you're doing, where you're from. I know from even when I was an undergrad, I was not into basketball, but you just kind of get pulled in the school spirit, right? And that leads us exactly to where we're going, which is all about as an engineering student, what does Duke school spirit mean? And Raina was going to talk to some of the students in the lines for basketball and stuff, but you have a unique role. And did you volunteer for that? Did you apply where you get to really create spirit for our engineering students? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so I'm part of engineering student government at Duke, and my specific role is eball e-picnic chair, so kind of a lot of the social things that we do as engineering student government. And I actually had no intention of doing it at all coming into Duke. And my friend Emily, who's also on ESG, was like, oh, I think you would be really good at this because I know that you planned your prom in high school. And so I was like, okay, yeah, it's like the same thing, a little bit bigger. So yeah, so now I do that. I kind of shadowed the person who did e-ball last year, and then I'm planning it this year. I've done a couple e-picnics, and recently I planned e-Octoberfest which was a lot of fun. And we did that for the first time in a couple of years because of COVID this year. And that was a lot of fun. So what does, when you're thinking about these events, what does Duke School Spirit mean? Do you try to incorporate that or how, maybe even not consciously, but there's a lot of spirit involved in these events. Yeah, I think part of incorporating Duke uh, School Spirit is planning around basketball games, um, which we've done a lot. We had to stream a basketball game at Eball last year because it was on and we we're like, no one's going to come if we don't stream this. But besides, you know, that aspect of just general Duke Spirit, I think Duke engineers have a lot of spirit for kind of each other because the engineering experience is very unique. We all go through, you know, those horrible 6 to 8 p.m. labs, like you have way too many hours of classes, like all of that is gone through together. And so at the end of the week to come together in like an e-social or at an e-picnic and get a free cheesy shirt that has a math equation on it, like is something that you can all do together and enjoy and laugh about at the end of a long week like that. And so for this year, e-ball has been going on forever. And so is it like each year you try to do something unique or is there just so many constraints? You just try to make sure you're working within money, date, things like that. Yeah, so that's a good question because in the past, I think it has been very, not repetitive, like there's always been different themes and stuff, but very like formal events, same amount of people go, that kind of thing. And then COVID happened. And so for two years, we didn't have e-ball and the expectation of what an engineering ball was, was kind of lost in that. And so last year when we held an event that was similar to what was held in the past, I think it actually didn't get as good of a response. I think some people were disappointed by like the fact that not everyone could go, or maybe they just didn't enjoy that kind of formal event anymore. And not to say that no one enjoyed it. I think people did enjoy it when they got to go, but there just wasn't the same response because of that two-year gap. And so as we plan this year, one of our goals is to make it a lot larger. And as far as like the venue and stuff that we've picked out so far, that is going to be the case. It's going to be a lot larger and it's going to be a little bit less formal, more party, more everyone gets together at the end of the semester and just really gets to let loose and relax and dance. It sounds like it's going to be great. Well, now, in addition to eball, what would you say is your other favorite event and how does it incorporate school spirit? Yeah, so I think personally, just I know it's recent, so e-Octoberfest, I actually really enjoyed that more than the e-picnics because I think sometimes e-picnics get lost in e-socials. And, and can you say what an e-picnic is? Yeah, so e-picnic is uh, once a semester we have an e-picnic and everyone gets a free shirt and there's free food, extra free games. It's kind of like an e-social on steroids. It's just a lot more free stuff, I guess. And that only happens once a semester. And then this year we threw an e-Octoberfest which was kind of similar, except for we went a little bit more extreme. We got a dunk tank. We dunked some of our ESG members in there and we had like pretzels and brats. And 
I think that people were really able to get into the theme of that because, you know, e-picnics don't really have themes. It's just like a lot of food and games and shirts and everyone enjoys that as well. But I think something about having a theme is something Duke students get really into. And so people were more like, oh, wow, I really want to go to that and get an Oktoberfest themed shirt and pretzels. And that was more enticing than just a generic e-picnic. And so I really enjoyed planning that. And that's bringing up the t-shirts. So t-shirts are really, I even love a t-shirt. Everyone loves a t-shirt, right? I've gotten t-shirts before and I wear them. And every year it seems to have a theme. Like how how do you figure out and... Uh, have you seen years past? I, I, I know you were here last year and maybe are already thinking about the t-shirt for the, it's end of the year, correct? Uh, yeah, the next e would be end of the year. Yeah. So I guess you can't reveal any secrets, but what does that process look like? And have you seen any from the last year's? I know Dr. G, a faculty member that has his office right next to me, he had his face on one of the, the t-shirts one year. So there's been some really fantastic t-shirts. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure how it happened in the past, but I know in recent years, like as long as I've been on the board, we've really strived to have the student body submit what they want to see. So for e-picnic in the spring and e-picnic in the fall, which kind of turned into the Oktoberfest shirt, we had students submit their designs and what they wanted to see. And so the e-picnic shirt in the spring of 2020 kind of looked like a Google search bar. That was something that was created by a student and submitted to us. And we saw that and we were like, wow, that's really funny. And so I think that that was a good idea. And that's how we're going to kind of do it moving forward in the spring. We also had a kind of design that mimicked a shooter shirt that I think might be coming back soon for some prize-winning merch. Shooters, just for if people don't know. Oh, shooters is like um, somewhere that students go on the weekends and hang out and dance and stuff. Lots of school spirit. Lots of school spirit there. I think definitely, yeah, it's off East Campus. So I think students enjoyed that kind of like specific reference to their school when that was the e-picnic shirt in fall of 2021. So I think we're going to bring back that design as something that students can get for prizes, but not necessarily as an e-picnic. I think that's awesome. Now, for me, I think one of the awesome things about Duke is the connections that students have with each other, but also alum have with other alum and with the undergrads. School spirit goes a long way with forging that bond. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, in my personal experience, it's really funny how many times I'll email like a company and be like, hey, can we rent a bus from you? And the guy who responds is like, oh, yeah, I'm actually a Duke grad. And the venue that we're looking at this year for eball is also managed by a Duke grad. So it's just really ironic how many times when you're just looking for some help with something, the person who responds is someone from Duke and is so much more enthusiastic about helping you because of that. But we also have a you know member on ESG who is responsible for alumni relations and kind of getting those things involved in uh, social events. So when we have some e-socials, we have companies come, come sometimes and talk to students. And sometimes that does involve a Duke grad or we've had not ESG, but we've also had engineering held like alumni resume review workshops. And I think we're looking to get more of those as well, because the alumni interactions is something that we also really enjoy and can help students kind of figure out what they want to do with their engineering. And the alumni definitely have lots of school spirit. So that's great. Okay. Last question. You know, anything is possible. What would you do or change anything or, or even just amplify? Yeah, I think that one thing is I wish that there was a way to get everyone involved better because, you know, when we host e-socials and e-picnics, it's always at Fridays at five, which is when most students can make it. But there's always, of course, you know, some religious things that come up that makes people not able to come or someone has a lab that goes until 8 p.m. for bid. And, you know, those kinds of things for like that makes some people not able to participate. 
And then like with e-ball, you know, there's only so many engineers you can cram into a venue. Even that gets restrictive at a point. And so I think that if we live somewhere with bigger venues, bigger capabilities, if for some reason everyone was free at one time, that would be like my ideal scenario. I would want everyone to be able to come because it always breaks my heart when we get like a DM and they're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it to ticketing for e-ball or whatever. Because I think that, like you said, like engineers are very school spirited. And I think that we all want to be doing that together because we all go through the rest of engineering school together, all the hard parts as well. So that would be my ideal world is where everyone gets to come and be involved. That's awesome. Okay, I have one more follow up. So if there was one slogan, you could put Duke Engineering Spirit, like in a bumper sticker slogan, what would it be? Okay, so this is actually not from my own brain. This is from Professor Arya Roy, the physics professor. He's made a joke in my 151 physics class that he was explaining something engineering. He was like, oh, you're all going to use this as engineers. And then he gets to the end of his sentence and he's like, you know what? Never mind. You're all going to be consultants anyways. (laughs) And I personally am trying really hard to stay away from the consultant path. But as you know, I talk to other class upperclassmen and stuff. It seems like something that a lot of people segue to. So and I didn't know that when I came to engineering school. So that seems to be the theme of, of being in Pratt, though, is a solid chunk of us end up in consulting, which I think is funny. I don't know. I think we've been doing a really good job. We have so many people now that we're doing to engineering. So we'll take that bumper sticker and hide it <laughs> or, or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Um, no, I guess, you know, just to anyone listening, just make sure you come to like all the Pratt events, like not even just the ESG ones, but anything that, you know, the alumni board holds, because that's kind of where we all get together and have fun instead of working on lab reports. And I think that's something really special. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Eliana. And go Duke. Yeah, go Duke. (laughs) Hi, everyone. It's Sydney. And today I'll be chatting with two members of the Duke University marching band. If you two want to introduce yourself, that would be awesome because we are super excited to get to know you today. Hi, I'm Andy Demma. Uh, I'm a senior. I'm studying ECCS and I've been in band all four years. And what instrument do you play? I'm on the drum line, and during basketball games, I'm on the drum set. Awesome, awesome. Cool. My name is Bill. I'm also a senior studying ECECS. I've also been in band all four years, and I play the saxophone. Nice, okay. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved in band? Like, What was that process like, and how did you know that you wanted this to be a part of your Duke experience? I did band through all four years of high school, did marching band there. I was kind of in between band and acapella coming into Duke. I decided with band because attachment to the sports, like, you know, during all of our performances, we get to watch a game, whether it be football, basketball, volleyball, whatnot. And it's like the main social club that I'm in. And not only is it social, like we're constantly working for stuff, you know, learning new songs, doing new drill. Um, Perfect. And Bill, what about you? Yeah, so I didn't actually know marching band was like a thing until college. I know that some high schools have like marching bands, but it was my first experience here. I think our band director is pretty notorious for sending a lot of emails to freshmen, which is good because I got those emails. Yeah, and so I, I did a lot of music in high school, so I really wanted to join some sort of music organization at Duke. And I didn't really know a whole lot about sports either, but after joining band, I got to meet like so many cool people, go to all of these like games that like I've never even watched before. Like I didn't I didn't go to like any of my high school's football games or anything like that. So it was just a really cool experience. I remember a key thing was we got to like travel for the Chick-fil-A Bowl like when I was a freshman, when we were freshmen. 
we got to go to Atlanta. And that was like the first time I've ever been in like a marching show before. And it was in front of like the biggest crowd I think I've ever played at. And that was just like a really cool experience. Yeah, I actually went to that game. So yeah, I was a spectator and it looked so cool. Like from from the stand, seeing all of you like come out and like you said, in this huge like stadium arena thing, just playing and bringing a lot of excitement and energy to the game. So you were mentioning traveling with the team. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit like what is that experience like? Uh, maybe like a highlight from any game that you've traveled to over the course of the four years. So near the end of the basketball season, we state our availability for which weekends we could travel to, like first, second round or Elite Eight, Sweet 16 or Final Four. And based on attendance points, which are tracked through the entire season of marching band, the entire spring with all the basketball games, we basically get a bid. And the bid tells us which games we can and cannot go to. But we sometimes do travel with the team or sometimes we have our own transportation. For example, last year for the ACC tournament, we took a bus during spring break. But for Final Four last year, the marching band got on a plane with the team down to New Orleans. Probably like the highlight was during the men's ACC basketball tournament last year. Basically, the cameras were straight on us the whole time. They were they just kept on going back to the band, and uh, I got on the Jumbotron a few times, so that was fun. That's awesome. Bill, what about you? Favorite memory? Yeah, I went to, I think I did most of the travel opportunities except for that Final Four game. So we got to go to New York City for ACC, and then I believe San Francisco for Sweet 16 Elite Eight. And those are really cool, because those are like, besides like playing, they're just like all expenses paid free trips for like a week if we went so that was a really cool experience i remember like during that like sweet 16 game we went pretty early and we caught like the gonzaga arkansas game right before and like we got like the best seats i'm pretty sure and then right into this like crazy like duke texas tech game that was just super back and forth i remember my like saxophone teacher here like texted me during the game seeing that saying that she like saw me on tv It was just like super cool, I think, to be a part of Duke Athletics. Like flying with the team is cool because like I remember Coach K like came to our like section on the plane and he was talking about like what the band means to the team. And, you know, it can be like a little cheesy, but I just think it's really cool that like the sports teams, like I feel like they really like appreciate us. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as as Cameron Crazy, I would say we appreciate you as well because... You know, you're always giving us the like background music to whatever cheer we're bringing, stuff like that. My last question would be, since this is a podcast about engineering and you both are engineers in addition to marching band members, how do you balance like your time with marching band? Because I don't, it seems like it's a lot of commitment, whether that's, you know, playing for games or traveling and practicing and stuff like that. So right now, as of the week before Thanksgiving, we call it footskitball season because we both have basketball games and football games and marching rehearsals. So like last week, probably the entire commitment was 20 hours that week, which is a lot, but I think it teaches you time management skills. It teaches you that you need to do your homework and spend time on it before you can go out, like use it as a rewarding system because all of the stuff, whether it be rehearsals or games, they're all very rewarding. Yeah, I would say that the time that you put in band is sort of, it's not like so much like busy work or like doing your homework, you know, it's a lot more fun than that. So I think if you like treat it as sort of like more of your like free time rather than like a commitment that you have, it it can seem better. So like if you really enjoy it, then it's not going to like feel like a drag. 
I think balancing engineering with like any other extracurricular is about like the same in terms of you just have to, you know, sort of like prioritize like what you want to do. Like sometimes you just have a heavy course load and you can't like have that much time for other things. But I think if you really value like your free time, because there's like a lot of great things we get to do in band that like extend beyond the classroom. So in that sense, it's worth your time, I would say. Yeah, I'd like to also add, especially I wouldn't say marching band is a sport per se. Some people would say it would, but I definitely count it as a physical activity. So whether I'm in Cameron jumping on defense or we're marching at a football game and I'm carrying a 30 pound drum, I count that as physical activity. So it eats into my gym time, which it's fine. I'm fine with that. Thank you both for sharing your experiences. Uh, We appreciate you chatting with us and I look forward to seeing you at more basketball games. This Engineering Life is brought to you and supported by the Pratt School of Engineering at Duke University. A special thanks to all of our interviewees for sharing their experiences. Our senior producer is Dr. Rebecca Simmons. Our editors are Priya Juarez, Raina Verbensky, and Richard Kim. Our theme music is from Silverman Sound, Audio Audics, and Kevin McLeod. Thank you for listening to this Engineering Life podcast series. This was our last episode of the semester, but have no fear, we'll be back in January of 2023. We appreciate all of our interviewees for sharing their experiences. If you would like us to do an episode on a certain topic or have any feedback about the podcast, please fill out the submissions form on our website at www.thisengineeringlife.com. You can also message us on Instagram or Facebook at thisengineeringlife underscore duke. Thanks again for listening and happy holidays. You can find this episode and more resources online at thisengineeringlife.com. I'm Priya. I'm Raina. I'm Richard. And I'm Sydney. And this has been This Engineering Life. See you again soon.